Hello, my name is Wallace, and I'm a pastor. It is my hope to share with you in this devotional by the reading and proclaiming of God's word and truth through the power of his Holy Spirit that you would be transformed for the glory of God. I want to share with you by opening up with an illustration. I love to fish and fishing is just a great time together with family, with friends, with others. And I'd like to share with you one particular moment where I was fishing with a friend in North Georgia in a big lake that was full of fish. Well, a lot of times when we would fish, we would go at night and, you know, you put the kids down and you would leave the house and you hooked up the boat and you traveled to the boat launch at night. Nobody's there. So you, it's all wide open for you because everybody's doing their own thing and have moved out by that point. So it's about 11 or 12. It's really dark. You launch the boat, you drive your boat slow with caution because it's quiet and, and dark to get to the bridge. And so we would go to this bridge and we would anchor there underneath the bridge and the bridge uh, brings about a unique opportunity to catch fish because it's really deep there and there's structure and so the fish sometimes like to hang out there. Well, in order to catch the fish there under the bridge, we need to put a light in the water. You see, this light in the water, that's typically a fluorescent light, very bright, you just put it just below the surface or on top of the surface, surface, what it does is it attracts the minnows or just attracts fish because they're curious as to what this light is. And so we begin to fish, and before you know it, we're catching great fish. We're, we're catching one after another, sometimes two at a time. And these are what we call white perch or sockelet. Great fishing, some big, some small Anywhere from 11 at night, midnight to 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, we are fishing for anywhere from 2 to 4 hours. It's a wonderful time. But you see, it's the light that attracts them, that brings up them up out of the water into your boat. You see, this illustration I want to use for us as believers, because for us as believers, we are called to shine the light so that folks would come to the light, be attracted to the light, in hopes that they would get caught by God himself, brought out of darkness, out of the deep water of their lives, into a whole nother world that they've never seen before, unlimited, that being in a relationship with God, into the kingdom of God for eternity. And so when we look at the scripture, when we turn to the scripture, we see some of the same ideas in God's word. And we see this in 1 John chapter 4 verses 7 through 14. Now remember this letter is written specifically to combat the false teachers who were not believing in Christ, were not uh, were trying to break down and crumble the the teachings of Christ, this new gospel message. It was philosophers, they were trying to philosophize uh, their way into some other belief system, trying to uh, push Christ away. There were these false teachers that were always attacking Christianity and their beliefs. And so this letter was written for that purpose to combat the false teachers, number one. 
Number two, it was, it was written to challenge Christians to live in such a way that folks around them would see their faith in Jesus Christ. And so we see that in 1 John. And we read in chapter 4, verses 7 through 14. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten or only unique Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us, and He sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love has been perfected in us. But this we know, that we abide in Him, and He in us, because He has given us of His Holy Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. There are two things I want to point out in this text in reference to shining your light, that the lost may be drawn to it and saved and rescued from the darkness. Number one, it's what God has done. This passage touches on the love of God, that God is love, what God has done in His Son, Jesus Christ. By pro- providing a salvation, provi- providing a way for us to be right with God, to have a right relationship with God, to be united with the Father. The word here says God is love. You see, that's important because many religions and many people say, yeah, sure, God, they would agree that God is loving. God is loving, sure. But to say God is love, that's important. That's so very significant that God is love. That's what this passage reads in verse 8. But it's important to define the word love. There are many different definitions, but the one that we're looking at is what we call agape love. That's an unconditional divine love. It's unconditional. It's not a contract. It's an unconditional thing. So no matter what I do, God is still going to love me. This is an unconditional love. When God is love, he is, this is something that's not of this world. It is divine. It's agape love, unconditional. This is the gospel message. This is God's love to the world. This is what he offers. He offers Christ. He, loves for, he offers forgiveness. He offers an unconditional love that we can be in a relationship with Almighty God. So this is what God has done. And we, we read this word, this, this word here in the passage, propitiation. Now, before you're intimidated by such a word, don't worry about it. It's very simple. Just open up a Bible dictionary and look up this word and you can have a very good understanding of what it is. But this word basically means it's just a sacrifice that turns away the wrath. Now, what sacrifice turned away the wrath of God the Father? That was God the Son. He was put on the cross and he 
soaked up or he absorbed all the wrath of God upon himself. He became the sacrifice. The sacrifice, his death on the cross, became an atoning sacrifice. To atone for something is to do something, you see. Jesus did for us what we could not do for ourselves. This is the love of God. That's what has been done. But so you can see why the false teachers, they don't comprehend this, they can't understand this, so they try to come up with their own religion, their own ways, or ultimately this is just Satan trying to attack the love of God and the gospel message, the good news of Jesus Christ. So that's the first thing, is what God has done, given his son, showed love. God is love. The second thing is that we are to love others with this kind of love. We have to know that God is love. We have to know what the definition of love is. And we have to be able to explain to others this act of love in Christ Jesus, dying on the cross, becoming the propitiation, the sacrifice that turns away the wrath, the death on the cross, a, an atoning sacrifice, something that Christ did that we could not do or imagine for ourselves. We are to testify. We are to love others this way with an unconditional love. And we are to testify concerning Christ and his love, the gospel, the good news, the love, Jesus on the cross, that whoever believes in him, believes that he died and rose again from the grave and confesses with their mouth, repents from their sin and turns to him and receives the gift of salvation paid with the blood of Christ, we too can be saved. So, friend, if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, know that Christ loves you and that he offers this unconditional love. He became an atoning sacrifice for you. Believe in him and trust in him and rest in his unconditional love. And friend, if you are a believer and you're listening to this, be encouraged, go night fishing, man. Do some night fishing. Get out there. It's a little scary, okay? Not everybody's doing it, man. (laughs) But go out. Put your light out for the world to see. Because there are people in darkness that need to be rescued. But here's what you need to understand. You don't transform souls. It is not your job to convince the soul to transform, to miraculously change one soul. My friend, you're just to serve the soul. That's right. You're to serve the soul by loving, by testifying concerning Christ's love. You're like the train that brings the goods into the town. You're like the train that brings the goods into the town. You serve the souls. But God does the work when the train stops at the train station and they download the goods and the people consume. That's not your job. God does that. He takes the truth that you serve and you proclaim and you model in your life. And he uses that. And he takes it and he transforms the souls. So remember, serve the souls. Do the night fishing. And remember, God is love. Lord bless you.